you could send me an email, Mitch at 1410wyzm.com. My gosh, there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us here in the studio. It is just, it's endless and ongoing. It's just, there's also anonymous mail that people send me, which can be a little freaky and uh, disconcerting. But, um, so far, completely safe. All of all of the anonymous mail has been completely safe. So I appreciate that because I wouldn't want to not you know, face that situation where it wasn't you know completely safe and there's like package bombs out there for me too. Uh, I don't think I've gotten to that point where I have any sort of relationship with anybody out there. That one guy that one time, that dude was weird. I mean, he certainly, that was creepy. No question about it. Uh, people ask why Rick is here. Rick is here because of that one guy that one time. Um he, that was, mm, yeah. But nothing since then, so I feel pretty fortunate about that. Um, thank you, that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, if you would like, again, to uh, to join us in a non-freaky way on the air, feel free to do that using the Better Hearing Center talk at text line. 608, again, 608-785-7914. Uh, there is some, I know it's like in the, we're in the midst now of, uh, football season in the NFL, and everybody has the Packers and or Vikings hangover today because everybody's like, oh, man. <sighs> and grumbly like that, right? All Everybody. everybody any Vikings or, or Packers, especially Packers fans. Because you, you start watching that game yesterday, and you're watching the Packers game yesterday, and you're thinking, man, this is, wow, I mean, they're not going to win, but oh, that's cool that they're playing really well. Get to the first, you know, the, and it's like right up to the safety. You're like, hey, you know what? This is going pretty well. They're they're shutting them out. Everything's going well. And the safety, you're like, ah, well, a little momentum shift. But then the the Rams didn't pick up the two point conversion. You're thinking, well, you know, it's still still okay. I mean, there's pro- they're probably still going to lose, but you know, whatever. They're playing well. It, it it must feel good. They're gonna they're gonna get something out of this. They're gonna move forward with a feeling like they can compete on you know against anybody because they're they're doing and the defense is playing well, right? Everybody's thinking the same thing. And you get past halftime, you get into the first half, and you're like, man, they're shutting them down. I mean, Packers are killing it right now. And then you start to get hopeful. Then you start to feel like, wow, you know, Packers team is doing pretty, I mean, the offense was struggling a little bit. Yeah, no question. But there, you know, there was those moments, and defense was just doing really well. And everything seemed to be kind of pointing in that direction of, wait, is this going to be one of those games where Aaron Rodgers gets, and then he's, and then he does that thing where he throws, and it's 44 seconds, and then suddenly there's a field goal, and they win it. And right up until the point that Ty Montgomery runs the football out of the end zone and fumbles it, you're still thinking it. You're right up until that point, you're like, man, Aaron Rodgers is going to win this game. He's going to win this game. And so that is kind of what I think that that probably added to beer intake for a lot of people. And there was probably that, when you went to work today, there was probably that overarching moroseness that had settled into the workplace and everybody was just kind of not a ton of work got done not a ton of work partly was the there was the excessive ingestion of sad beers and then partly it was just like the however Mitigated somewhat if you're a Packers fan by the fact that the Vikings lost last night. Sorry, Vikings fan. But Vikings fans, that sort of was like a Vikings fan, Packers fan, everybody around the office being grumbly today if you're in football. So I know we're in the middle of football season, but that's not what this is about. What this is about is that uh, the other thing 
that appears to be going well in the professional sports world in Wisconsin anyway are the Milwaukee Bucks, who play a game tonight against the vaunted Raptors of Toronto. And there is a high potential for a victory against the highly vaunted Raptors of Toronto. I'm only telling you that because it looks a lot like the Milwaukee Bucks are a really good team, which means that you would be well-served in going to RadioStuffStore.com and getting a seat or two on the bus to Milwaukee on December 29th. We're sending a bus to Milwaukee on December 29th. It's Bucks and Nets, which, rumor has it, are pretty fun to watch, although I haven't yet, so meh. Um, they probably will be at that point. My guess is that it's going to be a butt-stomping by the Bucks. That would be my guess. So, highly recommend you grab a seat because seats are selling fast because it does look like Milwaukee is going to not only have the M- at least a, bit- a potential MVP on the team this year in Giannis Antetokounmpo, but uh, probably going to be sitting pretty at the end of the year in terms of playoffs if they play the way they're playing now. They look like they're loaded and ready for success. So, RadioStuffStore.com to check all that out. Boy, that was like a long time for me to get to that that cell, wasn't it? If you'd like to join us here on the air, once again, the Better Hearing Center, talk text line 608-785-7914. Oh, wait, we have some uh, feedback in relation to, in, to the Dodgers? A baseball call? Yeah, just like we oh. were arguing right before the show. All right, all right. Let's, let's go there then. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, what salvaged my day yesterday was getting to watch dirty Manny Machado strike out for the last out and the Dirty Dodgers lose the World Series. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been any better than that other than my Vikings losing, your Packers losing. Yeah. It couldn't have got any better end of the night, though. That, 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 that fixed it. That fixed it for you. Watch, Machado, Machado, watch him strike out yeah. in the last out of the World Series. Yeah. It, it just was totally rewarding. Ah, good. Well, it's good that you stayed up for that, then. And the Bucks are for real. I've watched a couple of their games. Yeah, they no still question. need one big guy in the middle. Yeah, I, I think that there's they. You know, you can always use something, right? Nobody, nobody is perfect, other than maybe the Golden State Warriors. But uh, they can always use something. Um, but right now, the way they're outfitted, the personnel they have, the way they're shooting, I think they're going to do pretty well. Appreciate the call. Thanks so much. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Facebook post by Lacrosse City Police Department got some folks riled up. I'll tell you about that. Um, it is it is interesting how social media has changed how we address people and issues and how we are emboldened and how we are um how our minds can be uh how we can become enraged by posts on social media. And uh it's it's I it'll be interesting to see if at some point I don't know when that would be. If there's at some point when, if this, all of this, whatever we're into now, this social media thing somehow expires and we go beyond it to the next thing. And then we look back on this and go, man, those people were crazy. I'll tell you what I mean when we come back. 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. <laughs> Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. Uh, thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. I'm Mitch Reynolds and this, uh, this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 608-785-7914, 785-7914. I 
again, also on Facebook and Twitter. You could send me uh, an email, Mitch at, uh, at WIZM, Mitch at something. I don't know what's my email address. Mitch at wisdomnews.com. You could do that. That'll work. That'll work. Uh, all right. Yeah, I didn't. This is interesting. This came up. When did this happen? Yesterday? Uh, more than 35,000 people have signed an open letter to President Trump from the leaders of a Pittsburgh-based Jewish group. Say the president will not be welcome in Pittsburgh unless he denounces white nationalism and stops targeting minorities. It's going anyway. Uh, ignoring the letter as well as a plea from Pittsburgh's mayor that the president at least refrain from visiting while we are burying the dead. Hmm. Wow. First funeral is expected to take place tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, you know, you know, I don't know if the president's just going to do whatever he needs to do because of a letter, but that's interesting. All right, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Um, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I don't know about no, social media. There's, I'd never heard of that, um, and I don't know. Just that's just ignorance, or me just not knowing, or not paying attention, or maybe I heard about it and didn't pay attention, or whatever it was. But that Gap social media site that that the the guy the, the Pittsburgh synagogue shooter was on, I frankly I don't I don't know a ton about it. Like, I, and I, I haven't really learned much about it since then, other than and I haven't gone there. I'm afraid to go there. <laughs> don't want to look. <laughs> or somebody's tracking me, you know, right? So now you're going to be on a list if you go to this uh, Gap social media site. Well, I'll have Rick do it. That way Rick can be the one that they target when they come after him. Is that, is that fair? If you go to like, what is that, the Gap social media site? The, like the clothing store? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. Yeah, right? No, I didn't know either. That's, like, that's that site that that is. Is it the Republican or no, conservative uh, no, social media? No, it's not. No, it's 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 like... <clears throat> real fringe conspiracy stuff oh. uh, that that's a site that that guy it's like a social media thing but it's it touts itself as not the politically correct kind of twitter facebook thing it's it's a little a little fringy little little extreme conspiracy stuff i remember seeing that they I were gonna been there. conservatives whoever you want to call this like this they were going to try to make their Probably. own "Quote unquote Facebook, like so that so oh, the conservative can, Facebook, you know, like so uh, Jones, what's that guy's name? Uh, the really fat, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. So people like that can have a have their you know their. Did not you say he was really fit? Is that what uh, you were going to say? Alex Jones really fit? fit? Yeah, fat. A fit guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the, if if that happens, like then yeah. then there's only really one voice over there, right? Like there's no. At least at Facebook, like there's you can you can get into you can oh, kind of see. see viewpoints sure. for one for yeah. you know. I mean, you like, can they they don't they make it. It's difficult. not great. They make but, it tough. It's Facebook makes it hard. It makes it they they want you to be in an echo but chamber. But if I'm using Facebook, yeah, as a conservative, I'm I'm seeing okay. Well, the, here's my opinion. Like Bill Fian is on our our, our Facebook page, yeah. and he'll All the you time. know hey what you know this or that, and he gives his side of the you know in a in a yep. in a way where you're kind of enlightened a little bit sometimes. And you're yeah, like okay, sure. I can see where you're coming from, Bill. Yeah. But if you, if Bill and everybody else is on their own Facebook, that's Republican Facebook or whatever you want to call it. There's I mean I'm not going over yeah, there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you got to That's part of the problem with social media sometimes that you get into this you, you tend to at least the facebook algorithms they they tend to fo- they tend to funnel you into this echo chamber um and then you know you have to kind of work to get out of it but yeah it's it's a little bizarre all right so terry's got another football thing is that right yeah gotta, our second terry to pull it pull it a little bit more local all right let's go to terry terry thanks for what to go ahead you're on yeah i would like to pull it a little more local the uh, uh nfl has long since uh, lost interest for me but uh, we have a, a local team uh, in Caledonia, Minnesota, that has uh, got the number two longest winning streak in high school football. Now, has that been brought up uh, locally at all lately? I mean, they're, they're your local boys that, uh, you know, uh, they're 
there's something that uh, the kids can look up to, and those faces change, you know, every uh, every year. you got a different yeah. quarterback. you got a different uh, we have, line. You know, what, it's not that easy to maintain that kind of winning streak. Yeah, we been using the kids every year. Sure. Rick, what, what station are they on? Classic Hits? Yeah. No, you're right. Classic yeah, Hits? I think it's Classic Hits. Yeah, yeah so we, we run those games on our Classic Hits station um, every time that they play. So... Um, that you can find that uh, there. We also, I'm they, Tony's been doing. Tony's been on the call all yeah, season. Frequently, we do. Uh, there's some. There's some conversation about that on our sports station as well. But yeah, Caledonia. It is. They're actually. Is it the second? I thought it was the longest win streak in the nation. They're ranked second in the nation. Uh, there's some. Uh, Something. Yeah, it's like 50 games in a row, though, right? They they just won their 50th in a row. One. 40. Yeah, it's, they're they're one behind the number one. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. It, I mean, it, it's absolutely a great story. It is. I mean, Terry, doesn't it, after a while, though, doesn't it, it, it just becomes like you just expect Caledonia <laughs> to win? I mean, we expect them to go to state and kind of be in that last game, right? Well, you can hope for that. Yeah. But, uh, they not lost a state game uh, <clears throat> was it, three plus years ago. You know, uh, right. they would have the longest by a long shot already. Yeah, no, uh, I, no question. Any, any given Sunday, anything can happen, you know, it, Yep. It's uh you know, every every kid that steps out on that those uh fields is uh giving his all, you know. He's he's not playing for the millions, he's playing for uh for himself, for his team, yeah. for his town. No question. Yeah, absolutely. No, it is a great I I'd agree. I'd agree, Terry, it is a great story. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I, and you know, they and look I appreciate the call, thanks so much. And they've been a great story for a while, obviously. And we've had a, a couple of um you know, players that have come from there that have uh, done some uh, made some noise elsewhere, so it's been kind of fun to uh, to watch that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Is it fifty wins in a row or fifty yeah, wins? They just little, won their fiftieth in a row. I'm the, trying to pull up my little Caledonia thing that I keep every right. year. Then they they just beat Lewiston Altura right by like a million to nothing. Yeah, and and t- I talked to Tony uh, last night. Just you know, because he's calling the games. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I heard you. You know, good job and. Um, you, and you kind of said you just kind of expect him to go to state yeah. this year. And Tony's like, this year is a little different because they've actually won a couple of games that you know they've had to you know actually, actually challenge and they've gotten yeah. lucky a couple of times yeah. even. Yeah. And uh, you know they don't have the quarterback that never lost in, right. in high right. school. Yep. So yep. The, the kid that had like you know five hundred touchdown passes or whatever it was, I don't really remember. But which, which King kid was that? Was that Owen or something? Yeah, yeah. Owen King. Owen uh, King yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great story. No question about it. I mean, I love, you know, that's one of the reasons I love uh, high school athletics because you always wind up with stories like that um, with kids that are doing remarkable things and incredible atmospheres and no more so than Caledonia, which is uh, inexplicably the best football team in the state of Minnesota. How tough is it? Okay, so Owen King was the quarterback for the last three years, won three state titles in a row, never lost a game, I don't believe. Uh, finished his career 8,621 yards, 139 touchdowns. He uh, they had it finished with a 41 game win streak, and then his little brother has to take over for him. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, it's 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 it is it's a great story. I mean, there's something that's going on there, obviously, and they they got it going. So, all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Um. Yeah, I love. I'm I'm a huge fan of high school football, even though people think I'm weird. But I just, you know, watching my, uh, especially watching my son in the last few years, and the the amount of personal growth that uh, that happened because of that um, was 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 great. What what is what what set the stage here for me, well, Rick? Well, we got this bus trip, right? Okay, bus Next, trip in coming December. in December. Milwaukee Bucks, Nets, Bucks. Nets. and yeah. when you think Nets, you don't think anybody, eh, the Nets. nothing. 
I think but, of that that last that last disaster with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and whatever other old guys they had on the team during that ridiculous yeah. disaster of a season. Yeah, but the but but the Nets they they're up and coming, and okay. this is going to be exciting. Right. And, right. and John might tell us why. All right, let's go to John then. John, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Something about something somebody on the Nets that seems exciting to you. <laughs> what? Why? Why is that? Well, I mean, there's Karis LeVert, and you know, I'm a personal ex you know expert on the subject. He's on my fantasy team, <laughs> okay. so league pass. Watching him all the time on those 6 p.m. Central Time games, or those 6:10 games. I mean, yeah. Call him, call him a poor man's Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's going to get you stats across all the categories. His, you know, three point shot isn't smooth looking, but it always goes in. I mean, he's the distributor of that team. And Karis LeVert, Big Ten fans, he went yeah, to Michigan. Michigan, I mean, yeah. you know, you Badger fans might know a few things about him, but certainly a player on the upswing. Gotta love Karis oh, LeVert, man. John, is he is he worth a trip to uh, a bus trip to Milwaukee to watch the Bucks and uh, Karis LeVert and the Nets? Yes. All right. He is worth paying every cent of that ticket. And uh, absolutely. <laughs> get... If he's not on your fantasy team, go pick him up because I think he's probably available in 3% of leagues, you never know. So, will you Karis be Levert, John, will you be starting him for this game when he plays Giannis? What's that? Will you be starting Karis Levert against Giannis Antetokounmpo? Oh my gosh, Rick, I'm going to start Karis Levert against anybody. That's right. how dynamic he is, All right? right? He's right. unstoppable. Yeah, he's unstoppable. All right. Yeah. I just yeah. remember him. <laughs> I remember a kind of a an athletic thin guy running up and down the court for Michigan. That's what I remember. Yeah, I mean so. he's he's filled out a little bit. Okay. I mean he's added. Um, I mean he got injured for a while too, so he kind of you know floated under the radar. I think he was probably drafted uh, end of the first round or twentieth or something like that. And then uh, last year he didn't get as many minutes, but in the minutes he did towards the end of the year, his numbers were great. And then this year. I mean, he just to be honest. Now he's really exploded in um, fantasy or reality. He's a really good two-way player, <laughs> uh, kind of that three and D guy. All right, you know, plus. All right, you know? so thank. All right, well, uh, John, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for breaking down Karis Levert for us. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, well, let me know if you need a Damari Carroll breakdown. I mean, he's another guy, uh, so yeah, sure. Just let me know. I'm all we might, on the net. I think he's not even on the net. Maybe we could just 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 one yeah, one is. one player at a time. One player at a time. John, look, yeah. uh, thanks thanks for calling yeah. in. I really appreciate it. Well, there you go. And uh, John giving his endorsement to the bus trip uh, just just for nothing else but to see Karis LeVert. What day is this bus trip again? December? December 29th. So we've got literally Saturday. So we could do maybe it's a Saturday Mondays? afternoon. It's a should, Saturday afternoon. No, we're not doing we're not doing that Monday. No, no, we're not doing that. Joe Harris. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddle. Good stuff. Uh, 608-785-7914. No more basketball. After the news, Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center. Talk a text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at fourteen ten wyzm dot com. Uh, someone asked me about. I mentioned earlier about the letter that a Jewish group sent to President Trump about asking him not to come to Pittsburgh after the shooting in the synagogue on Saturday. Um, I have that. I'll get to that. I wanted to. Uh, uh, there was, we referenced this post actually in a story that you'll find on our website, wisdomnews.com. Um, and by the way, if you go to wisdomnews.com, you can sign up to be a Wisdom Insider and get the, the headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. The Wisdom Insider brought to you by Wafer. 
But on wisdomnews.com, we had we referenced this post by the La Crosse Police Department, which drew some um, interesting comments uh, from the community. And I'm, I'm and I understand why, but I'm wondering at the at how what is the sensitivity border or what's the boundary? What's the sensitivity bo- boundary when it comes to drug addiction? Because this is how it reads, and this is a Facebook post that they put up. They're looking for help and finding the whoever dumped the needles. We we talked to Don early last week about this, but if you'll recall, somebody d- dumped um, like a million syringes, <laughs> used needles, in a dumpster at Early Drywall on Copeland Avenue in La Crosse. And uh, police are, they, they got a picture of a car and they posted it on Facebook and they're looking for help and they're asking the community to reach out and try to try to figure out who dumped these needles because typically, as I mentioned before, typically they're not going to follow up on you know, if somebody tosses a needle, they'd just be, it's, it's, it would be endless. It would be absolutely endless. There's just, there's so many of them. Um, but this one is particularly one of those things that you, you, it definitely raises some eyebrows, grabs some attention. Obviously, when you're talking hundreds of needles inside of a dumpster at a business on the north side of La Crosse, and it's a few blocks away from the needle exchange, it probably gets a little bit more attention than it would otherwise. At any rate, so the La Crosse Police Department reaching out, looking looking for help, and finding whoever is responsible for this. And so they, on Facebook, they posted uh, information about, potentially, about whoever dumped the needles. And one of the things that they said, that they're, they talk about extremely concerned about public health issues created by the used needles being carelessly disregard, or discarded, rather. Um and then they and then they start to tear into the needle exchange. We have organizations locally who provide needles free of charge to drug users with a mindset of preventing disease. However, there is not a high level of responsibility of the drug user to dispose of them appropriately, which was the case here. Uh, then they talk about the needle disposal boxes that are that are available within a mile of that site. And then as uh, and then they go on to say, and I think this is the part that people got had a problem with. As evidenced in this case, drug addicts simply don't care about public health or putting effort into disposing of their needles safely. And a no, it was a lot of, I mean, if you, you can go on their Facebook page and see it, but there's a lot of people who took exception to that. You know, and it, it was about you know, not understanding addiction or, or um, uh, just critical of the lack of sensitivity to, to the issue and a lot of other things. And I just, you know, it's funny because... We have now been involved in what has seemed like an endless epidemic of of over or, or of uh, prescription painkiller abuse and heroin abuse and fentanyl and whatever that other stuff is, carfentanyl and all the other fentanyls and heroin and everything else. It seems like we've been in this thing for now years, and it has been. It has been years, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. And now, now there's the additional thing. You know, you obviously you, you kind of it's, it's like whack a mole. You crack down on on heroin dealers and and fentanyl dealers and and all that racket, and then you got people just that are unloading meth by the bucketfuls, and that obviously is a problem as well. So it's it's, and you can't you know the problem with with blanket statements like it's uh, drug addicts simply don't care about public health or putting effort in disposing of their needles safely is that it's it's not true, right? Some do, and some make that effort, and some don't. Probably many don't, but I think that you know certainly there's there's people that feel hypersensitive because they have either gone through something or watched this unfold in their lives with a loved one, 
and watched how addiction has taken over. And I, I don't, I'm not entirely certain how I feel about that sort of language because there is, there, you have to appreciate the bluntness of it, right? You have to appreciate lacrosse police being blunt about the, 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 the problems that are being faced by community or communities. I mean, plural, it's everywhere, right? You have to appreciate that bluntness and that evaluation that essentially we have an enormous population of people who are feeding an addiction who struggle with that addiction. Now, they don't acknowledge that, who struggle with that addiction, but um, are possibly aren't always making the best choices about how to go about their daily lives, including disposing of their needles, which is probably why there's a needle exchange to begin with. And I, I don't know if we need more bluntness like that or if we need to have more understanding about what addiction is and which direction do we need to go with this? Because there seems to be a, um, a diverse, you know, a, a variety of opinions or and, 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 a, and a dividing point on this that, that, and it's oftentimes having to do with this needle discussion. You, you, the, uh, you just don't understand on one hand and addiction is traumatic and it, it sucks you in and it, it, you know, it's, it's a disease and, um, and people falling into addiction through really, there's endless stories about people getting prescribed and, or taking, I'm just, all right, I'm not going to, I try to limit the blame that I place on doctors for this, but getting prescription drugs, using prescription drugs, getting addicted prescription drugs, not being able to get those prescription drugs, and then moving on to heroin or something like that. Something where they can get that same kind of fix. There seems to be story after story after story of regular people falling into that trap. Regular people who you work with or are in some way engaged in Little League or Junior League hockey or something, and they're getting involved and they can't get past it. And it always seems to be the same story, doesn't it? It's about somebody who got injured, somebody who's trying to treat the pain from that injury, that they treat the pain from that injury through the drugs that they're getting from the hospital, those drugs run out and then they're stuck. Or they don't run out or that's just, you know, they find a way to fill that void in some kind of way that uh, involves uh, other drug use. So uh, people like, um, the, uh, what's, the, what's the place called? Cooley Recovery Center. They're going to tell you that education is key, understanding um, having conversations in in a community help remove the, the stigma and 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 allow us to deal with this openly. But you have a whole other group of people that cannot, for the life of themselves, understand what is going on here. And it seems like these types of social media posts by Lacrosse Police Department, again, especially the key phrases like. As evidenced in this case, drug addicts simply don't care about public health or putting effort into disposing of their needles safely. It's that type of language that is the dividing point for a community. Because like I said, you have that the one group of people, and there's all sorts of other people that aren't paying attention to this in any kind of way, but you have that one group of people that said, look, that's not how this works, yo. This is not about people not caring. It's about people getting stuck, about people getting having a disease and can't get, can't, can't cut themselves loose. And then you have this entire other set of people that are saying, yeah, that's exactly right. The drug addicts don't care. 
The drug addicts don't care that they're dumping their needles in a dumpster, on the ground, on the beach, in the park, on a sidewalk, on top of a trash can, in a water fountain, wherever it is those needles are going, they don't care, right? And so I don't, I don't, these two sides, these two different perspectives aren't coming together. And there's not really a way to get them together unless you do what? Fill in the blank. Because I'm not entirely sure. And in the meantime, is this the appropriate language or not? Do you want police to be blunt about this? And to be, you know what, frankly, a little on the misleading side, because it's not true for all addicts. Or should they be the ones that are leading the conversation about, yeah, so obviously addicts are not, instead of addicts obviously don't care, don't, they're, uh, they, don't, they don't have the decency to throw their needles away like they should, more along the lines of clearly addicts are not getting the help that they need to, or they're not seeking the help that some addicts are not seeking the help. What do you prefer? What sort of language? Do you want to tell the harsh story and capture the attention? Or do you want to, I don't say soft pedal it, but again, continue with that, the, um, the narrative that this is really a, an issue about a lack of, um, a lack of um, ability to get treatment. I'd love to hear from you. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Uh, that is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you can get in on the program. 608-785-7914 on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We'll go to Eric first. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Oh, yeah. There's two ways to get rid of these needles. The first way is uh, needle exchange center. I would take that dumpster the guy found all the needles and put them right in front of their office and let them take care of them. The second way would be to take them out to the burner out there, that burning plant, this energy plant. Put them in there. It'll melt all the plastic. It'll melt the needles inside them. Case closed. That's the only logical thing I can think of. Needles exchange center, they said they will take them back, and then they get their new ones. Well, obviously they're not going to do that because they haven't. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know that they haven't, actually, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I don't know that that's, in fact, the case. Um, you know, I think we make a lot of assumptions based on the proximity of the needle exchange to the dumpster, but uh, it wasn't the needle exchange that was dumping off the needles. Although somebody did point out that, when, why is there a sharps container in the dumpster? Where did that come from? Did somebody take a sharps container and then dump it in the dumpster? What's actually going on here? And I frankly don't know. Uh, I don't think they'll know until they actually find whoever was responsible for this, but it was an interesting case, and it was an interesting uh dilemma i think that uh that uh we ran they ran into in relation to not knowing what to do with a dumpster full of needles once they got it so i don't and then it it's it's not clear again at this point you know they put out put out feelers in the community trying to get some help with this thing but don't don't have it i'd be interested to hear from you 608-785-7914-785-7914 are we past the point that we care about feelings of people who have become addicted to highly addictive substances, uh, opioid painkillers and heroin and fentanyl? Are we past the point where we care that this is an addiction, this is a problematic and a disease? Are we more into the, you know, you know, I don't think any, some people never got to that point. Frankly, it was always about the blame, always about blaming people for, uh, for getting on, or becoming uh, addicted to drugs anyway. And you know what? For some people, obviously, you know, people they take different routes to get 
to a point where they are, uh, are the, where they have, the, where, they're, where they're trying to feed a hopeless addiction. Some people, it's a, it's a willing trip down that road. Other people, it is, as I mentioned before, it is the, it is the uh, clawing desire to treat pain and that being fed by a constant addiction to opioids. Um, so your thoughts on that, 608-785-7914. Again, do you prefer the blunt language of the police department talking about how drug addicts simply don't care or more of a, hey man, let's, let's really take a look at this and try to figure out why it is that addicts are not able to get the help that they need. Why it is that we have to have a needle exchange or do we have to have a needle exchange or what else we can be doing to deal with an addiction problem that's clearly not going away. Clearly, this is not, whatever it is we're doing, whatever it is being done, whatever it is that people are doing, other people, service organizations, local, whatever, whatever is happening is not working. What is the other option? 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening on the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line is 608-785-7914. Listener says, I would tend to trust the opinion of the police department being as they're on the front line and know at least some of these people firsthand. The question was in relation to a post that got a lot of criticism or social media posts that got a lot of criticism in relation to the... Uh, Needles that were dumped in the dumpster last week found by a business owner, Don Early, at Early Drywall on Copeland Avenue in La Crosse. Um, one of the things that got a lot of uh, criticism was uh, this uh, phrase here, as evidenced in this case, drug addicts simply don't care about public health or putting effort into disposing of their needles safely. The overgeneralization, I think, caught some by surprise and was uh, somewhat frustrating and then others were, were giving the thumbs up to that, saying, yeah, absolutely, that's, that's what the problem is. You keep going, Lacrosse Police. Where do you come out on that? I'd love to hear from you. 608-785-7914. More to come. Hey, Lacrosse Talk, PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And I'd like to do it so on the air. Use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. 785-7914. Call in or text in either way you get in using that a better hearing center talk and text line 608-785-7914. Some people weighing in on uh, social media posts from uh, lacrosse police in relation to the big needle dumping that happened on the north side last week. Not everyone terribly happy with police in relation to them. It is uh, interesting because in, in a few ways, but the, the blunt language they use to assess the issue of, uh, somebody dumping needles in a, in a you know mass dumping of needles but but kind of tossing them anywhere which is what happens on a regular routine basis but there's that but there's also that other thing that that comes up once in a while when you'll have and not typically not police departments but others getting in trouble for their social media posts um which is interesting because i think that that's playing a really prominent role in our social media in general, I think, is playing a very prominent role in what we've looked at in the last few days. Obviously, the, the Caesar Treyarch um, uh, pipe bombing thing, that, uh, that arrest, and uh, Robert Bowers, the guy who shot up the Pittsburgh synagogue and killed 11 people. There was a lot of activity on social media and a lot of, a lot of engagement with, you know, hate-filled stuff. Not that 
we can outlaw hate, obviously, but, and I'm not even suggesting there's some, be some sort of restriction of social media, but it does seem like that how we, how we interact with each other has been impossibly damaged by this, no, this thing, this, 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 uh, a hidden anonymous way that we communicate that that no longer involves someone talking to someone it's it's uh you know drunken posts in the middle of the night anyway 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air 785-7914 um some big disagreements in speaking of hateful stuff big disagreements in relation to who's responsible for and i i don't are we in a wave of anti-semitism in this country i'm not entirely sure that's what we're we're hearing um you know there's some analysis of the the synagogue shooting is that there's a dark wave sweeping through the nation uh the the pipe bombing guy is another example of something along those lines i guess and uh now the now the great debate is who's to blame for that and um the white house reacting to condemnations of the president for his speech and the president for his part blaming you know people like me in the media. So <laughs> we're just everybody's super friendly these days. Just like it's all about the super friendly social media stuff. It's great. It's good stuff. All right. Six zero eight again, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four if you'd like to join us here on the air. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Got some people weighing in. We'll get to those people uh in relation to that stuff. And uh like I mentioned before, the the post by La Crosse Police Department uh, about the, the needles and who dumped them and making a generalization about addicts and how they dispose of their needles. We'll, we will do that, no question about it. I caught a couple of sprinkles on my way back to the office this afternoon. There is a, an additional slight chance of rain tomorrow, but otherwise we've got a couple of days coming up, mid-50s, mostly sunny skies on Wednesday and Thursday. So... Down to 44 tonight, kind of 30s for lows for the rest of the week. And I do see some snowflakes as a possibility on Friday. 53 degrees right now. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. More to come. Stick around. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. 608-785-794. A number of people uh, weighing in on the issue that I brought up earlier in relation to the uh, the, the post from the Lacrosse Police Department about the needles that um, were found in the dumpster last week on the north side of La Crosse. And um, I think the uh, police very, um, well, I said blunt before, but yeah, I think it's pretty much what it is, very bluntly said that as evidence in this case, drug addicts simply don't care about public health or putting effort into disposing of their needles safely. Now, if you saw all the needles in that dumpster, um, you would say, wow, yeah, they really didn't really pay a ton of attention to that. On the other hand, they did put them in a dumpster. So I'm going to say at least some concern about disposing of needles, at least not on the ground. So we there's that. But someone brought up a really good point. And well, the, the, what happened is that there was, there was some, you know, some criticism about how that, that post was worded. And um, so this, let's see, I got this in an email. We need, and you can send me an email, Mitch at wisdomnews.com. Um, this email, we need police to tell it like it is. There's the reason we're not dealing with the addicts. We spend too much time coddling them and pretending everything's going to be okay if they just go to the needle exchange and get another set. All that does is make them more dependent and addicted. 
on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. There's this, I didn't even think of this. Um, needles and syringes are hazardous waste and must be disposed of in accordance with the EPA. To have that much hazardous waste, I wonder if someone just dumped to avoid paying for the disposal. You can see that. Uh, and let's see. This listener says, uh, they left the needles, didn't care about who found them. Illegal drugs there too. I don't understand what's wrong with what police said. Those people don't care about themselves and about anyone else. End of story. Hmm. And... Again, a couple of different views, really, that we tend to take on this, no matter what. When we talk about addiction and addicts, we tend to look at it in a couple different ways. One of the ways is that we're very cognizant that it's a difficult thing to tackle, right? That people get caught up in addiction in a number of different ways that it's unintentional some many times. And that we, that's a story that we've heard over and over again. And that's why the state of Wisconsin is spending tremendous resources on fighting opioid addiction all over the state. You'll hear you'll hear Wisconsin Attorney General Brad Schimmel talk about it constantly, about the work that his office has done to tackle opioid abuse in the state of Wisconsin. Um, you know, the reason why there's Narcan, that police carry Narcan to bring the drug abusers around so they can, so they can, so they can rest, so they can save lives. There would be body bags piled up at the morgue if it wasn't for Narcan. Because it's happening. It happens all the time. And it has been happening. It is still happening. It's just, it's been a constant. The reason Narcan is in schools and uh, is, is for that, that very reason. Because that, those overdoses are happening and they can quickly be um, unhappened. That's not what I wanted to say. They can quickly be... Um, that you can have a quick countermeasure with an Narcan or that person can die. So there's a reason why we're spending so much time and energy on dealing with this stuff, right? There's a reason why there's a drug take back day that all these things have, it's, it's because this, this is compelling stuff. So we recognize that I think largely, I think we recognize how much of an issue it is, but there's also that very harsh look at drug, drug addicts and well, needles especially. Needles, needles kind of, they, we struggle with needles, right? Because we find them in the grass, because we find them on the sidewalk and in the, and in the sand. And we have those stories of kids getting stuck by needles when they're playing. Those stories exist. We have them. They're real. So we get the, we get some serious heebie-jeebies when it comes to needles. And I think it's a good reason. Needles go into people's bodies. That's, you know, that's not where good things can happen for a lot of folks. The reason why there's a needle exchange is because people share needles and disease spreads that way. So any story we've got about needles on the ground, needles in the playground, needles on the sidewalk, whatever, it's, we're like, ah, that's, we're done with that. Um, But on the other hand, we've got this, so, well, no, I don't want to continue that. So we have this blunt evaluation uh, that police have about addicts, that drug addicts don't really care about anybody else or safely disposing of their needles. And and that resonates with a lot of us. We, ag- we agree with that. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And this uh, listener says, it's probably not the only place, probably not the only place that there's been needles dumped. Don was just the one to find them. 608-785-7914. We'll go to Tom next. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Well, a couple questions. First one is, uh, does the needle exchange require you to actually exchange needles, bring uh, 10 in if you get 10 more? To my knowledge, that's not what they, I mean, that's not what they were doing for sure. Um, so it it was, you know, what they were providing uh, was safe storage and obviously bring them in, but they weren't counting them. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> OK, 
I, I would almost wonder if they wouldn't have an idea who might have that many needles, especially if they appear to have originated at the exchange, because uh, they probably are different brands of needles. Here, here is my take. You said a little bit ago that we have had cases of kids getting poked with needles. Um, so uh, to take out political correctness and emotion, um, I really don't care about uh, drug users as much as I care about innocent children getting poked and ending up with a lifelong disease. I just simply don't care. I care about those children. And so um, it, we have got to quit enabling these people I know that sounds cold and cruel, and a lot of people say, well, that's not the way to do it, because then we've got to support these people when they have uh, drug diseases, uh, you know, hepatitis, AIDS, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't think we can prevent that anyhow. I think if these people get short on, on needles, they will just reuse the needles. And so we will end up with probably just as many uh, uh, with the disease as without this program. But I would like to see uh, less needles out there available for kids to get picked on. All right. Well, and, and Tom, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I mean, I think that there's a lot of uh, folks who would, you know, if we're going to stack up the people that we care about, obviously the people, you know, those, um, you know, the, the the innocent children are at the top of the list of people that we care about. And then, um, you know, and I and I get it, right? You totally understand why people stick in needles in themselves to get high are not people that we have a lot of sympathy for generally, right? We just don't, we don't, if you haven't done it, if you don't know anybody who's gone that route, if you can't figure, if you don't know what the hell they're doing, why are they doing it? Uh, then it's, yeah, it, it's incomprehensible, incomprehensible. And we are, we are like Tom said, um, much more inclined to care about, uh, little kids and uh, the dangers that are caused by, um, random needles uh, on the ground than we are about uh, about those who are using them. All right, 608-785-7914. Just a reminder, we brought this up last hour, but uh, we have the Bucks and Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks and Toronto Raptors playing a game in the NBA tonight. And uh, the Bucks, you may have heard this before, but the Bucks are actually pretty good. No, they're really good. And the Raptors are really good. These are, at this point, the two best teams in the Eastern Conference of of the NBA. So, that being said, there you, we have provided an opportunity for you to take a bus trip and uh, go to a Bucks game later this year on December 29th. What a great Christmas present that would be for uh, someone who is a Bucks lover in your family, right? You want to go see some professional basketball, the brand new arena in Milwaukee. And take a bus there, and, um, and and it's a Saturday afternoon game, so it's a perfect excuse to do that and nothing else. <laughs> but anyway, go to our website, radiostuffstore.com. Find out more details about that. There's still tickets left. I just checked. Radiostuffstore.com. By the time, by the time uh, that game comes around, the Bucks fervor will be in full bloom People will be ecstatic about where the Bucks are heading because they're really, really good. All right, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. More to come. Stick around. All right, news is around the corner. First, we're going to talk with uh, Dallas Warner from First American Roofing and Siding. Um, I have to admit, uh, Dallas, I'm hearing breaking news here, I think. I don't know if this is... <laughs> Word on the street is that you got a brand new division at First American Roofing and Siding. Tell me about it. We do. So we've we've I've always wanted to do this for the last man probably seven eight years. Wow. 
Um, when we go and we look at a roof, we always get in the attic and we um, and we look at the ventilation. And I always see you know, the insulation really needs a lot of work, but we can't help you on that end. And so we're proud to announce that back in August of this year, we opened up our new insulation division, uh, spray foam and cellulose, um, air sealing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we offer those services. Wow, that's huge, and especially I would imagine people start uh, feeling those drafts in their house right about now. I bet there's a lot of a lot of folks thinking about that at this point. Exactly, it's the best time to do it. We're a Focus on Energy Trade Allies, so we can help you get the rebates uh, from Focus and from Excel. Uh, and then, in addition to that, you know, the big thing that sets us apart from any other insulator in town is that we're a roofer. So there's areas that you can't access from inside the attic we can pull the roof off if need be mm-hmm. and insulate from the top down whoa pull the roof off and insulate from the top down man that sounds exciting game changer <laughs> it really is <laughs> all right well a brand new insulation division at first american roofing and siding if they want to find out more about this dallas where, where should they go uh they can give us a call uh, we're right up in holman 783-3101 we are a part of the mayor's challenge and there is still spots available so if people want to call the city they can link up with us that way as well dallas Warner, first american roofing and siding thanks dallas thanks mitch all right lacrosse talk pm and wisdom i'm mitch reynolds more to come stick around all right lacrosse talk pm and wiz i'm mitch reynolds thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening 608-785-7914 uh, Scott Walker stopping in, hmm, where was he? Oh, Bryce Prairie today. Governor Walker and Bryce Prairie today. Not doing any uh, rallies or anything uh, in Bryce Prairie. Just uh, Bryce Prairie. At uh, Remus, what's it called? Remus Power. Remus Power. They sell industrial batteries. I did not know that. But anyway, so uh, Scott Walker at Remus, at Remus Power today. Making his uh, final uh, final push. To um, for governor in the state of Wisconsin, and what he is saying is that um, he has earned the right through his uh, success in the last eight years to be your to continue being your governor. Here's what we've done, and here's what our plans are going forward. Our contrast at the end here isn't with Tony Evers. It's really about a conversation with the people of the state about how far we've come together and how we've got plans to move us even further. And he's emphasized those points over and over again. Those two, Tony Evers and Scott Walker, had a debate on Friday, and um, clear divisions there. There's no question that these guys don't uh, don't. Um, I mean, there there's there's some. No, there's not actually a lot of similarities. Now that I think about it. Eh, eh. Uh, at that debate on Friday, Tony Evers said he was he supported a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, uh, and. Uh, said that uh, Governor Walker's uh, success, his economic plans or his economic or his claims of economic success um, rely largely on providing tax breaks for particular businesses, picking the winners. And um, Evers uh, has got uh, says that uh, should be this should be some more should be more equitable, should be more equitable. You know what? That's. That's not a difficult concept to get behind. I know that it's it is all the rage to dump tax credits on you know big businesses. In fact, as a matter of fact, when, on Friday, if you missed it, we had Phil Anderson. He's a libertarian running for governor, who I find super entertaining. But he was in here, and we talked to him, and he's got a huge problem with that as well of you know, big tax credits and job credits and all that other stuff going to companies like 
well, Foxconn is a is a big example, right? But there's a bunch of others, and he pointed out Quick Trip, which got a ton of money from the state or tax credits. Real, real, I think from the state. I don't know if there's a ton of job grants, but tax credits from the state um, to expand in lacrosse. And that expansion is, you know, it it is it is important. And Quick Trip is a huge, huge deal for not just lacrosse, but a big chunk of Western Wisconsin. It is. It is a. It's a. It's such a huge part of our economy here. That distribution whole network uh, in for Quick Trip, and they're such a. You know, they're big, and uh, they're a big business that is. You know, you can't say it any other way. Homegrown, and a lot of people want to be Quick Trip. Let's just put it that way. But it is a little bit. There is that part of how are you spending my money where you're. You can't feel great about um, either a uh, you know the, the state um, the, or the Wisconsin what's it called Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. You can't feel great about them determining that you know what this company over here needs a little help, or maybe doesn't need a lot of, a little help. But we really want those that economic expansion. It doesn't it doesn't feel really good that that goes on for some companies, but not for others, or at least that's the that's the impression. Right. Uh, so, again, stark contrast between that that whole attitude, that like developing the economy of the state of Wisconsin by uh, generating uh, an environment for business that is conducive to growth, or a much different view of that by Tony Evers, who wants to spread the wealth basically around all seventy two counties of the state and work towards fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Now, he did say that. There could be exceptions for those under um, uh, those lower population parts of the state, some rural areas, teenage workers, that type of thing. You know, the kind of the thing that you would expect there to be exceptions for in a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. But you couldn't. It's it's you could not. You you could you could come up with a, a more of a um, a separation between a couple of candidates in terms of their ideology. But it'd be tough. It wouldn't be easy. So interesting race. It'll be interesting to see. And we got a week, right? A week left. And no one is no one's getting more votes at this point. It's you know, you're not convincing more people that you're the right person. It's really all about showing up. The whole thing comes down to showing up at the polls at this point. And people are already doing it too. The people that are early voting are early voting in massive waves. Uh latest we heard from uh on Alaska, I what did something like twenty percent turnout already in Early in-person absentee voting, I think, in Alaska. I think it's what I heard today. That's all that all that's happening right now is guys like uh, Scott Walker and every in the and the Republican Party people in the ground on the street knocking on your door. It's all about getting you to the polls. Tony Evers, Democratic Party people going from door to door this weekend. This weekend coming up, they're probably hoping for really good weather. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But they're going to be out there no matter what. They're going to be knocking on your door trying to get you to pledge to go and vote. Have you voted? And they're working the list that they have. They're working the list that they have of you who are a reliable uh, voter and who probably are, you know, supporter of uh, whoever their guy is or gal. That's all that's happening in the next week. And we're probably, we got Tammy Baldwin coming to town tomorrow. I think she's back. Tammy Baldwin was here, uh, what, last week, right? She's going to be back tomorrow at UWL. Everybody's going to be hitting the college camp. Democrats hitting the college campuses. Republicans are not going to be caught dead there. Ain't no Republicans going to college campuses. Where Tammy Baldwin's going to be, the, you know, everybody's going to be hitting the college campuses because there's there's votes to be had there. 
All you got to do is like, all you have to do is skip that one class. If you guys get your homework done ahead of time, you're going to have plenty of time on Tuesday to come and vote. And there's going to be instructions on how to register at the polls. There's going to be a whole student group standing up at the front with ways to register at the polls. That's what it's going to be. Yes, Rick. Is it uh, Tammy Baldwin's going to college campuses and Scott Walker's going to obscure businesses on, in Bryce Prairie? Is that Did how you that just call Remus Power, whatever the hell it's called, an obscure business? <laughs> yeah. They're huge in industrial batteries. I know. Now right. we know this. Okay. I mean, we didn't know this yeah, man, I didn't know. I didn't know what minutes it, ago. I mean, I've heard of them. I didn't know what they sold. So I just got educated today. Educated. Crazy. Uh, I mean, that's weird, right? Like, why is he going? Like, that's a weird place that's, to go. It's all about turnout. He has to go get, in fact, he said that. He mentioned that uh, while he was there at Remus Power, exactly what he said when talking about people getting other people to go to the polls. And that's your, the power that you have. You can influence nine other people. And then you've suddenly now had the impact of 10 votes you can do more if you want. If I ninety nine, I'll take that as well. But uh, but we think that's a, a reasonable number out there. Drag nine people to the polls. The boy said, "Doesn't matter who they are. Just get them. Bring them to the polls." Yeah. Uh, who else do we have coming in? I think is it. Oh well, Joe Biden's already. He's in the state, but he's not coming here. I don't. It's really weird because we don't. We haven't. And Tony Evers hasn't been. Have we seen Tony Evers on this side of the state? You saw. Someone that looked like Tony Evers. Remember that? Yeah, he did. Or was it Tony Evers? No, no, or was no, it someone no, no, else? no, no, no. It was... Uh, it was an actor, wasn't it? Like some... Who was that? <laughs> I don't remember. It was like somebody's doppelganger. Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Does Michael Caine look like Tony Evers? I, there's, no. is, uh, is Tony Evers tall? I don't think he's... I've never stood He doesn't that. seem particularly tall. Yeah. I don't really know. I think you're just going, Michael Caine has like gray hair, right? Well, like last time old. I saw Tony Evers, he was, where were we at? I don't know where we were at, but he was here for some sort of education thing. And I was there and I don't, I don't remember him being just, he's just an average height guy. I think like that five, five eleven ish five ten five eleven ish kind of guy. He might weigh 130 pounds. I think you're just going like old gray haired white guy there. No, Michael he's Kane. thin. Oh, I see. Michael Caine. Tony Evers. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we haven't seen them. Mandela Barnes. They haven't been over here. Mandela Barnes has been here, hasn't he? Not since, uh, well, not, he's right been there. <laughs> yeah, but not recently. No, I guess not. Hmm. That's weird. They feel they already got the side, they side of the state locked up. Here. They've got it up. They Is got, that what they're thinking? They got locked up. I mean, maybe they should go to like French Island or. Did Jennifer Schilling convince them that they don't need to bother to come here because she's got well, They don't need to come here. They need to go of. to like Bangor or Melrose or, you know, right? Like, let's go to these weird melrose brace prairie <laughs> like what do we do like why are we just go somewhere where you just got i think clearly are not getting this eight it's or nine all about turnouts yeah i it's but it's not about those eight or nine it's about all the people in the room getting eight or nine extra votes or something you know it's i it would it would suck that would suck to have to chase votes like that at the end of a campaign oh you mentioned um Foxconn getting money and Kimberly Clark not getting money or maybe getting money. Yeah, we don't know. Yet. Is the difference there like Kimberly Clark is quote unquote American, an American business? I was trying to look this up and I, I think they, I think they're just an American, but I don't think like they, they put were, quotes around there. I think they're just an American. Essentially, business. like founded in America. I'm guessing. I, I I don't know that for a fact, but Kimberly and Clark, right? Those two people. <laughs> 
We're, fo- <laughs> we're Americans, right? And then Foxconn is clearly not. Tom, Tom Kimberly and Bill Clark, yeah, and they got something. together. I mean, maybe, and maybe they started Kimberly, making paper. Maybe Kimberly's a first name. I don't know. Maybe it's a, <laughs> you get a woman in there. Pretty sure that's. I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't know. But that's that. That would be the argument. Like, right? We kind of want to keep Kimberly Clark in the state because why? It's a dying industry. Why? Why? It the paper is dying. There is no like I you know toilet paper and paper towels. That's what's left. Yeah, nobody's doing that. But like, let's do these phone screen things. Yes, phone screen. That's the future, Rick. Stop ignoring the future. Is Eric still on? Let's talk to Eric. Eric's Eric's got something for us. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, this uh, Foxconn thing that is kind of pro-raised, I guess. If they don't produce, they don't get the money. Do you understand that, Mitch? Do you understand that? Have you heard that in the newspaper? Okay, thanks, Eric. I, I don't. That was not the call that I was expecting, but I thought Eric was going to talk about Next Gen, which no. is that um, the Tom Steyer group, Tom Steyer, the billionaire philanthropist. Eric's a millennial. His attention span, yeah, very small. <laughs> right, he's not a millennial, but um, <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know how old Eric is. I do. He's told us. He's 67. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think. I mean, you could be Wait. 67? Yeah, I think he said he's 67. That was the last thing we heard from Eric was that he was 67. Not a mistake. Uh, yeah, NextGen has been incredibly active in this area. NextGen is that uh, group funded by Tom Steyer. And um, they're pushing the turnout uh, for this coming election. Uh, Steyer putting $33 million into uh, into just, is it... Let's see how much in Wisconsin. It's a ridiculous amount of Wisconsin, but he's uh, in heavy, heavily trying to influence the Baldwin race, the Walker race, and then the congressional districts, uh, the first and the sixth con- congressional district. Nobody thinks that the third district, Ron Kind, nobody thinks Ron Kind is getting a challenge. Nobody thinks Steve Toft is three winning. Million. Yeah, th- like three million in Wisconsin, right? Thirty-three overall, and then thirty-three overall. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, so they've been incredibly active getting, um, and we've talked to the guy over at uh, one of the organizers at UWL a couple times, and he's got thousands of pledges to vote. Um, Cade Walker. Cade Walker is his name. That's right. Cade Walker. They've got pledges to vote. They've got people that are going to be helping uh, students who haven't registered to register the day of election. Uh, it is it's full court press. Uh, in terms of that election, and it's all about turnout. It's all about turnout at this point. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds across Talk PM on WYZM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks for all of your input on the issues of the day. Uh, our apologies to Jennifer Schilling. Not able to get her in for an interview, but we will be hopefully be able to connect at some point. Thanks and my love to Anna for Rick Solom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on the Crosstalk PM.